Hello and welcome. This is the Astrology of the Week Ahead podcast. I'm your host, Chani Nicholas. In this podcast, we look at the astrology of the upcoming week and how it will be landing for all of us collectively. For a more personalized reading that dives into the ways in which this week's astrology will play out for you, download the Chani app. I just want to start out by saying that A of all this week gets going on Wednesday. Like Wednesday is a day to really work with. And there's some really lovely and even like good luck kind of moments on Friday. So I have my eyes on Wednesday and on Friday. Wednesday we want to work with in terms of getting a message out, starting a conversation, picking up on a conversation. Maybe even announcing something. I know you're thinking uh, it's the middle of Mercury retrograde, but there is one really good day every single Mercury retrograde period. And this week it falls on Wednesday. It is when the sun and Mercury come together. We call it a Kazemi. And it is a day that is excellent for communications even though we're inside of a Mercury retrograde. And that's because it's thought that when a planet comes together with the sun, there's like a special condition that happens. And what it is, is that the planet is thought to be infused with the light and the heat and the warmth and the power of the sun. And the sun is a clarifying presence and it's an energizing presence. Not only that, but Mercury is in its own sign. Mercury is in Virgo. Obviously, the sun's in Virgo. This is the day of Virgo season that is just filled with a lot of goodness. And it's also being supported by a trine from Jupiter. So that is also extra lovely and helpful. So if you want to do something that you want a little extra auspiciousness to infiltrate, then use Wednesday to launch something, do something, or again, just have a conversation, announce something, get something started. It also can be a day that you don't have to like use for anything. You can work with this day by receiving the information, by paying attention to what you're hearing, what you're reading, what maybe you might think of it as like signs come to you for clarification. We're in the middle of a Mercury retrograde and the Mercury retrograde is always going to tell us, show us, reveal to us what is not working, what wasn't structurally sound in the beginning, especially because it's in Virgo, what systems do and don't work. And this day, Wednesday, is going to be like, oh, but this is the solution. Like, okay, you've learned what doesn't work or what isn't working or there's been a moment of that kind of situation where we're like, ah, why is everything breaking or, you know, falling apart? This Wednesday is like, yes, that had to happen. And yes, that did happen. And sorry about that. But here is a solution. Here is a download. Here is something that you can use as a tool, work with as a tool to 
reconstruct or maybe even fix the problem. So we want to be especially conscientious of the information that comes to us midweek. And for those of you that live in countries that have, you know, Labor Day, this is a long weekend anyways. Nobody's going to get going until Wednesday anyways. So it just so happens that, you know, for once the astrology lines up really nicely with the calendar year that a lot of us are living under. So there's that good news. And then by Friday, the sun makes a trine to Jupiter. And again, that feels really buoyant and it feels abundant and it feels really confident or it it looks like it's mirroring something back to us that supports our confidence, supports our expansion, supports a sense of abundance and a sense of what works, right? This is Virgo season. Virgo is always going to be concerned with What is the most intelligent way to do this? What is the seamless way to do this? What is the way to do this that is going to be most effective and efficient? And when we can focus there, we get a lot done, but we also get to enjoy the process. I think when we're inside of an intelligent system, there's not a lot to worry about. You know, Virgo is famous for worrying, but if you look at nature, nature doesn't worry Nature does its thing, and every organism in nature understands what its job is, and it's all part of this gorgeous system that is infinitely intelligent and diverse and always working together. That's how I see Virgo. So when things go awry, yes, Virgo's like, oh, no, it's all out of order, and it's all chaos, and I've got to, like, put it back. But it's to go towards something that is that dynamic, that diverse, that intelligent, that connected, and that efficient. Not so that we like run ourselves ragged or burn out or overwork. No, the opposite. So that the efficiency helps us to enjoy the process and flourish in a way that we can only do when we're relaxed because everything's doing its job. So Wednesday is going to give us a little clue into what that might be for us. And then Friday is going to boost us with some confidence and some slow growth intelligence, right? We're talking about Jupiter in Taurus. Also, I just want to note that Jupiter is stationing retrograde on Monday. So Jupiter starts at the week already retrograde, stationing retrograde, and we are wanting to review the ways in which Jupiter has helped us to slowly expand. And in a review of a slow expansion, it's like, okay, let's go back even to the things that we slowly did and review those and make sure those are working. So again, slow growth, being able to appreciate the things that take time, that work well, and that in the end make life all the more enjoyable because I think that's what Jupiter and Taurus is really trying to get us to understand. Quicker, better, faster is not going to make us happier. And it's going to destroy the, you know, little very tentative fabrics, fabric that is holding, you know, our ecosystems together. So the slowing down creates abundance or, you know, the question that I posed to us all back when Jupiter entered Taurus was how could we slow down to enjoy ourselves more? In what ways are we learning to slow down and how is that helping to create a greater sense of well-being 
and trust in the unfolding of things. Okay, so those are the main themes of the week. I love this week. I love slowing down at the beginning of the week because, you know, again, structurally in terms of the Gregorian calendar, that's what we're being asked to do anyways. What is a labor day? Who's labor? How? Who's getting paid what? Like, let's slow down and think about how we structure the world and our resources and really kind of think deeply about the histories that we come from, the legacies we come from in terms of like organizing around labor rights. It's a gorgeous moment. And as Jupiter stations retrograde in Taurus, it's like, yeah, who expansion for who? Expansion for what? What do we mean when we say like be expansive or to keep growing? We can't keep growing and stay in balance with nature, not in the ways that corporate extractive capitalism is always encouraging us to do. So taking the beginning of the week to think about all of that, to dream about it, what would an equitable system be like? What would it be like to feel like, oh, yes, we're growing and expanding in a way that is not disrupting every other ecosystem around us or extracting from or hoarding resources from? What would that actually look like? What a gorgeous dream to dream into or question to ponder. Speaking of equity, I'm, I'm going backwards. I'm going kind of around in a circle. We begin the week on Sunday just before the Jupiter stations retrograde, Venus stations direct. So it's interesting, both of the benefic planets are pulling focus, which means that we begin the week, I'm really talking like September 3rd and 4th, with this pause to think about what connects us, Venus, and what abundance might mean in an equitable sense, Jupiter in Taurus ruled by Venus. So this is a very Venusian moment that we're starting out with. I started the the episode talking about Mercury and communications and what could help us do that. And I'm going to rewind, retrograde back to the beginning of the week where it's really all about our way of working with this moment. So as Venus stations direct, like I said in last week's episode, We're thinking about issues that Venus represents and people that Venus represents and aspects of life that Venus represents. Art, culture, artists, women, femmes, queer folks, gender nonconforming folks, anything to do with what we might call like a gender issue or an issue in regards to gender and how it is maligned, used against us inside of the systems we live within. So I'll be looking at that in terms of like headlines and what's going on and who's being highlighted in the news cycles and stories that we will inevitably be reading and watching. And on a personal note, it's a really important moment where We're coming out of this long process with Venus. So what have you come to understand is 
central to or needs to be central to your relationships? What have been the biggest lessons that you've learned about connecting with others in your life, about staying in connection, about fostering relationships, about what it is you need to give to relationships? I think in a lot of ways, our trauma or the wounds that we carry get us to think about what we're getting from other people or what we need to get in a relationship. And that's totally understandable if we were refused it or if we were not given the basics in terms of connecting to other people. We might then move through the world and think, well, this person is or isn't doing this thing and that's not okay for me. And all those things can be true and we need to, you know, like have good boundaries and know where to place ourselves and and how to foster relationships that are going to help us to grow into the best versions of ourselves. And then there's also the question of what are we learning to give in relationships? What are we learning to to do in terms of showing up in the world as someone who is offering the best of what we've got in our relationships and all of our relationships and decentering what we get, but not decentering ourselves, right? Like not being someone who is self-sacrificing at all. Instead, being someone who's very centered in what we need and what we value and what we have to give and what we don't have to give. And then moving into the world and saying, well, how can I be the kind of leader, the kind of person in all my relationships as a friend, as a coworker, as a teacher, as a parent, as a community member? How can I how can I lead in that way? How can I be the best version of myself that I can be in each and every relationship? So that's one of the questions. And hopefully, possibly, you've also learned how to center more pleasure. And I think that being really generous with our hearts, with our minds, with ourselves, with our lives, increases our pleasure a billionfold. That's my hypothesis. And you can tell me if you think that's something that you've experienced. But I know I don't experience much joy or much pleasure when I'm afraid or when I'm fearful of giving or when I'm holding things back or when I'm hoarding something. I don't experience a lot of joy. So I think these things are connected and I'm connecting them all, and especially in the beginning of the week as Venus stations direct, as Jupiter stations retrograde, Jupiter's in Venus's sign. They're both planets that help us to do good, to make good happen, to be in relationship, to be in love, to be in plenty, to be in abundance. So that's the beginning of the week. That's that focus. And then as we move to Wednesday, Mercury's day, we move into the Kazemi and there's some really important message there for us to receive. Maybe even to give. Maybe we're the ones that are giving the good news. And it's supported by Jupiter. And then by Friday, we move towards the Jupiter-Sun trine. And that feels really like a gorgeous confidence boost. Like, ah, this thing works. Let me go forth and work with it. So 
That is the rundown for the week. I'm sending you so many blessings. I hope the Mercury Kazemi just rains down upon us and helps us to find those little moments of clarity and those little details of why something works and maybe even how to keep replicating that in some way, shape, or form. Thank you all so much for leaving reviews in the App Store. I wanted to leave you with this one. It's called Don't Try to Life Without This App by Thunderboss50. It seems almost strong to say that this app saved my life, but it kind of did. I'm on the tail end of one of the biggest transitional periods in my 51 years on this planet, and I've had a lot of big transitions. And with the help of the Chani app, I am reminded daily that it's okay and that I will be okay, that nothing in this universe is out of place. The app has given me tools to start my day with more gratitude and focus than I would have been able to muster alone. It has helped me ground through the toughest emotional waves and navigate the most chaotic waters. It's rocked me to sleep when nothing else healthy would work. It has influenced my future path in the most profound ways and offered additional tools to courageously face a new life. Thank you to Chani and the entire team of magic makers and gracious beings. I am forever grateful. And I'll see you back here next week where we get to talk about Mercury's station direct. Bye for now.